to another episode of the Last Ones In podcast. I am your host, Jariah Archuleta, and with me today we have E. Hello. And my sister Samantha live with us again. Hola. And then Robbie will be joining us later. Um, he's off on a very important mission. He gave us a letter, so we'll be able to update you with everything he's been doing still. Don't worry. Uh, he will be in a later part of the podcast, though, I promise. Yeah, today the movie that we are going to be taking a look at is Jurassic Park from 1993. And, uh, yeah, there's not a whole lot to say about Jurassic Park that most people don't know. I would say E is maybe the the person that uh, is the maybe the only person in the world that doesn't know what Jurassic Park is. <laughs> Excuse you, I have a friend who's seen less movies than me, so. Oh, no. <laughs> well, they need to come on this podcast. <laughs> they are not a podcast person, <laughs> I can tell you that. Yeah, so I guess I'm just going to ask. We're going to go around the room here. Sam, what's been going on in your life? Work. That's all work. It's work. Work. Work and work. <laughs> all the time. No, like, uh, witch stuff? A little bit. <laughs> Weren't you growing plants the last time you were talking with us? I always grow plants. You got oregano yet? No, I don't have any oregano. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have? Um, I have... Cilantro. I do have cilantro. Asparagus. No asparagus. Zucchini. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't think I can grow a vegetable garden in my tiny apartment. <laughs> I would do it if I could. <laughs> Potatoes. You don't even need space for that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> nope. No veg. No vegetables. Um, Just spice. I did learn recently when I went to go and pick you up at your apartment this weekend that the tiny little animal skulls that you have everywhere... Are adorable? Are actually tiny little animal skulls. They are, really. What do you got, like mouse? I have a cat skull, and I have a river otter skull. Where where did you get that? (laughs) She has a river otter skull person. (laughs) (laughs) I do. (laughs) Are they, like, pre-owned, or, like... No. (laughs) Did you have to, like, pre-order them? I mean... Are these, like, black market animal skulls? No, you can (laughs) buy them. They are... Um, not killed, not farmed for their skulls. They are natural deaths. Homegrown. Home, yes. Homegrown otter skull. Yes. Well, that's creepier than I suspected. Can you, like, <laughs> recreate an otter using it? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't... I know. Did you, oh. like, trap the otter skull in, like, a piece of honey and then, like, clone it in 30 years? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's disappointing. All right. Yeah. Well, we're going to move on to E then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's been going on in your life, E? Uh, I've, I've been moving my stuff. I no longer live in a terrible apartment complex. Yeah, that place was miserable. Yeah. I was informed that apparently it smelled like marijuana. I never knew. Yeah, I helped you move a bunch of that stuff. And oh boy, they are smoking a lot in there. Like... I think that the building might be made of marijuana. It is full of college students and 30-year-olds without jobs, so... <laughs> so, yeah, it's made of marijuana. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, all that stuff has been thrown into another place for a temporary time, and then will be thrown into another another place soon. Yay! Yay. I <laughs> uh, worked, worked on my game. I, you can now use tornado power. I saw that. It looks cool. You can also buy stuff from a vending machine. Which is also cool. And then uh, 
I have worked, but I I now do not need to work. Yeah, you were doing job stuff, and then now you are not doing job stuff. Yeah. Now you don't need to work? Well, I'm going to probably work again soon, but I don't want to work there. Okay, that's understandable. <laughs> you know, the the 3.30 a.m. to 2 p.m. shift, not, not my deal. Yeah, that sounds awful. Uh, yeah, that seems fucking miserable. And a lot of... My favorite was I told one person, they're like... What are you doing, E? It's too early. I was like, when are you leaving? Next week. <laughs> <laughs> You're one week too early. I know. <laughs> to be fair, the, leaving the 1st of August probably is kind of like, hmm. This may be a little weird. It's fine. It's fine. Like, nah, I'm done after this. And uh, I started, I did, a, I did the unthinkable. I started another series. I am now watching Glitch Text, a Nickelodeon show on Netflix. Is it about... Being inside of a computer program. No, it's Gamers the Show. Oh. The first couple episodes are super gamers, but after that it's like actual like, oh, I clearly can tell someone who actually plays video games made this show. Oh, okay. That's better. Yeah, because like the first <laughs> one was like, oh, we're fucking poning these elite gamers. Foos. And then the third episode's like, hey, we're in Castlevania now. Oh. <laughs> and it's like, base jokes is like, I don't know how to beat this boss. Oh, yeah, you just have to walk back into the spike wall. And it's like, how are you supposed to know that? I don't know. <laughs> okay, that's pretty good. I yeah, like that. so it did get better. Um, There has been one episode I have to skip because it has my least favorite trope in children's media where it's like, I don't know how to deal with these people I want to be friends with. Act like a dick. That sounds like reasonable. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then they're like, hey, we don't like you because you're a dick. And it's like, I should have acted like myself the whole time. Oh, so it teaches you a lesson. Yeah. I mean, it's it's aimed at, at children, so you got to have morals like playing video games is cool. Don't lie. Don't rape. Is that, that, is that's that a moral not one that yet, no. Kids? That probably is one they should teach gamers, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <man. laughs> is that a bit much? I don't know. Sadly. Uh, but yeah, it's it's been fun. Um, About halfway done. This place I'm at has a TV, and I forgot just how convenient having a TV was. <laughs> oh, having this screen that you can watch things I know, on. Because like, I'm like, I don't need a TV. I have like, a desktop and a phone. I was like, well, yeah, when I'm cooking some chicken nuggets, I could just turn on a TV. Yeah, it's pretty nice. <laughs> I know, I forget that. It's real, it's real neat. <laughs> I think the TV thing is going to catch on. Maybe, I don't know. It seems a little niche. <laughs> and it's like, I don't, I don't, what does TV even stand for? Like, turn on the vision? I don't know. It's like, uh, I think it stands for terror vision. Actually. Oh. Yeah. I don't think it'll ever catch on. Only, like, people who are into terror would watch it. Yeah, I think you have a good point there. <laughs> but how is the Jurassic host with the most this week? <laughs> Uh, I'm going to ignore the part where I think you're calling me old. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I am doing fantastic. I picked up my sister this weekend. We've been hanging out all weekend, playing stuff, watching stuff. Showed her 1917 in 4K. She claims she doesn't understand how it looks better in 4K, but, you know, she's insane. Did she ever watch 1917? Uh, No. It It just looks good. You can just tell it looks good. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, yeah, it looks good, but like, I think I'd always, I would also enjoy it watching it normally. Yeah, but 4K looks like better. It looks 
Saturated. It doesn't look saturated. What's wrong with saturated? Saturated's good. Yeah, have you ever eaten saturated fats? Yeah. Mm, those are pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> saturated's like a dirty word. Why is it Why a dirty word? It? it just means that the it colors just, pop. Yeah, more color. I don't know, the way you use it. <laughs> what? Uh, your witchy way you use it. <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, the colors pop really well. It's really great. <laughs> could say they're saturated. God damn it. Yeah, you could say that. You could say that, but why would you? <laughs> it was actually a very impressive movie, impressively shot. Yeah. We uh watched some like the special features and stuff, and there's stuff I did not realize that they did to make that movie happen, and it's fucking insane. Yeah. Built a time machine to go to 1917. Pretty close, actually. <laughs> no, it's I don't, I don't think you machine. can be pretty close to building I a think, time machine. I think they did the closest they could to a time machine. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, we watched Over the Garden Wall, which is super good. Yeah, one of the best cartoons to come out in the recent times. I loved I it. I would agree with you. You it haven't really seen good. many of the cartoons that come out in recent times. I don't know if you can count. Still the best one. Uh, but yeah, and then besides that, just lots and lots of work. Um, and then, like I said, Robbie did give us a letter um, to say what's been going on in his his life. So let me just get that ready here. <clears throat> Nothing. Well, that was useless. Okay. Uh, I guess let's go on to what we think this movie's gonna be about, E. Ooh. Since you're the only one who hasn't seen it. <laughs> In existence. <laughs> Maybe. Okay, it is the distant future of 20-07. <laughs> In this time, they have discovered that we can actually clone dinosaurs using the resin, which probably makes sense somehow. <laughs> using this they do the one thing that Americans would do and design a amusement park around the dinosaurs but oh no this is a stupid idea and the dinosaurs are still dinosaurs <laughs> so they had to close down the park but all the people are like open the park open the park and they're like no the velociraptors are loose and the velociraptors are like your ass is grass and then they kill people and at one point some guy takes off sunglasses to reveal a second pair of sunglasses, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> also, family drama, probably. Okay. I, I've seen the new Jurassic Park world, whatever they called it. Jurassic World? Jurassic and there's world. family drama for some reason, so I'm going to guess that's because there was family drama in this one. Okay, okay, interesting, interesting. And it ends in a note that doesn't really end anything. That is my entire guess. Okay, all right. And Sam has definitely seen it. I've seen it. Um, I hate to spoil it for you guys. He's not here to say it, but Robbie has seen this movie. We have to rent this movie digitally because getting a not DVD copy is hard for some reason. Like, you can't just get the Blu-ray on its own. You can't get the 4K on its own. You have to get it within a box set that has the other movies in it. And I don't want the other movies because they're garbage. And I don't want to pay that much money for one movie, technically, so we're renting the movie. You heard it here, folks. Dry is willing to fight tooth and nail to get Wizard of Oz in 4K, <laughs> a movie that everyone has, that doesn't need to be seen 80 times. But Jurassic Park 2? No. That is I, the straw that breaks his camel's back. Listen, I have 
I have a line that I won't cross, okay? <laughs> that line is Jurassic Park 2, apparently. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to be reading the description off of Voodoo. Director Steven Spielberg's Jurassic Park is one of the most successful films in wor- worldwide box office history and remains a compelling and spectacular experience. This thrilling adventure features Sam Neill, Laura Dern, Jeff Goldblum, and Richard Attenborough. Featuring incredible special effects and action-packed drama, Jurassic Park takes you to a remote island where an amazing theme park with living dinosaurs is about to turn deadly as five people must battle to survive among the prehistoric predators. That's it. That's the description. You're fairly accurate. According to that description, E. This is what I've heard a lot, so I would I would hope I could get most of it correct. Yeah, I feel like Jurassic Park is one of those that is just referenced in everything so much that you just kind of know the big points. Yeah, you know, like Simpsons did it, uh, a short-lived Cartoon Network show called Mad based off the magazine did one mixed oh, with Pokemon. That's weird. <laughs> uh, I watched that. I'm pretty sure literally everything has somehow yeah. referenced Jurassic Park <laughs> yeah, at I'm this point. Sure. Yeah. I have a question burning one okay <laughs> how long is this movie and what is it rated i do have that information actually pg-13 for intense sci-fi no no intense science fiction terror not sci-fi that's what it says science fiction <laughs> my bad so yeah lots of uh fictional terror in it that makes it almost an r apparently the movie is two hour and seven minutes long well if our viewers at home didn't want to use voodoo is there anywhere else they could watch it um, if you want to watch along with us and join in the discussion, I guess, before we get into everything, you can rent it from YouTube, Voodoo, Google Play, and Amazon for three ninety nine each. And then it looks like it is actually on Netflix for subscription and Philo TV on subscription. And it used to be available on iTunes, but looks like it isn't anymore. So yeah, there's actually a couple subscription services that you can check it out on. And there's a good possibility that you probably already own it. Yeah, that's true too. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kind of surprised if it's not on iTunes anymore because I felt like iTunes' contract was just for the rest of eternity it's going to be on iTunes. Yeah, iTunes has gotten weird though. They're a weird thing now. Um, But yeah, so now let's go watch this movie. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be back in a little bit, guys. Dinosaur time. Dino. Dino chicken nuggets. And we are back from watching Jurassic Park. And uh, guess what, guys? Robbie's here with us now. Hey, guys. Yeah. He manifested. Yeah, he's yeah. back from the war. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the things I saw, things I did. Yeah, your letter could have been more descriptive. But yeah, I guess let's just get into our uh, non-spoilery thoughts. And since E is the one who hasn't seen it, E. Hello. Thoughts that aren't spoilery. It's pretty good. Uh, All right, good. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. Uh, It does does suffer a bit from being one of the most talked about movies in existence. Right. There's not really like a... It's very hard to have a surprise in a movie like that. Yeah, because like a lot of my top movies i noticed a pattern where it's really the top because it surprised me in such a great way Mm. fight club being the best example of that right so you know it's kind of hard going in with such high expectations well i didn't have high expectations (laughs) i'm gonna say with such expectations i'll say there are a lot of really impressive things about this movie though like especially in the visuals 
And that's one of the things I can say about this movie because I have seen Jurassic Park 4, Lost World, whatever. <laughs> Just Jurassic World. Jurassic Lost World. Uh, no, Lost World is the name of one of them, so you can't call it that. Sonic's Lost World. Thank uh, you. <laughs> but, uh, like, man, like, even though that came out, I don't know, like three years ago? Jurassic World? Yeah. I think Jurassic World was like 2015, 2016, and then the sequel was maybe 2018. All right, so like five-ish years ago, um, <laughs> I would say this movie looks way better. I would agree, actually. I think for what, even what the CG is, like, I think it just looks better. Yeah, and there are a lot of things, like, scientific-wise that actually surprised me, considering this is the early 90s. Yeah, we'll get into some of that, actually. That stuff, I think, is really interesting, because it's sort of like, what the fuck? Um, but yeah, we'll get into the, more into that, into the spoilery stuff. But yeah, it's really nice. I would, I'm going to give it, what, in our thing, what's higher, a stream or a rent? Uh, rent, because then rent. you give them money directly. Okay, I would give this a rent. I don't know if I'd personally buy it, because I think it's a movie you could see once or twice and really, like, get it, but I'd say a rent. It's, it's quite enjoyable. I don't think anyone would outright dislike this movie. It would be hard to be like, you know what movie I hate? Jurassic Park. Yeah, like <laughs> I've never heard that opinion. Yeah, I don't I don't think like that's a hot take that would get many comments on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, would <laughs> It'd be up there with the person who didn't like Lilo and Stitch, so which I've never heard that one either, so yeah. <laughs> Rent. That is the choice of mine. Cool. And we'll just go around the table here. Sam. Hi. What what are your non-spoilery thoughts in uh buy rent stream or pass? Dinos. If you like dinos, you'll like this movie. Um, I mean, <laughs> you are the man who eats the dinosaur chicken nuggets. <laughs> this is your movie. Love dino chicken nuggets. Me too. <laughs> it's very adult milk. <laughs> um, yeah. Obviously, I've seen this movie before, like a lot, but I haven't seen it. Um. Like, since I was pretty young, honestly. So it was kind of interesting going into it with, like, fresh eyes. Right. Um, with tainted eyes. Yeah. <laughs> because there's a lot of things that just kind of made me laugh <laughs> that I didn't pick up when I watched it before. You said the visuals looked okay. I thought they looked okay. But um, I think the first few, like, raptor parts were practical. Um, and that looked kind of silly. You didn't um, like the practical raptors? No, nah, it looked pretty silly. What? <laughs> it looked silly. Oh, I'm on the opposite side of that boat. <laughs> That's an illegal statement to make. <laughs> if you make that statement in a horror convention, you're shot, I'm pretty sure. They just kind of looked goofy. And that's what I'm saying. Careful, the I dino love, police might be coming around the corner. <laughs> I, I love practical effects, and I think more like modern movies should use them. But also, they looked silly. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> um, by rent stream. Well, it's so easy to stream it right now. Yeah. You stream it on Netflix. I'd say you probably already own it if you like it. <laughs> <laughs> so, stream it if you haven't haven't seen it. Okay. And then we'll go to Robbie. He hasn't gotten to talk at all because he wasn't here. Let's go to him. What's he got to say? Well, now that I'm actually here. <laughs> I'm going to write a letter really quick, let you know what I think about oh, it. Thank you so much. <laughs> says, I disliked this movie so much <laughs> that I had to leave again. Write the note for about 20 minutes and then open it up and says, it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
it is a good movie. It is very much a classic movie. It does kind of suffer from being a 90s film and the 90s cliches that were on there. And, like, the fact that it's, in a weird way, kind of goes forward with, like, I don't want to call it, like, disaster porn, but, like, <laughs> you know, where, like, everything has to be on the edge of your seat and everything has to be dangerous and everything. Kind right. of like how they did with movies back then. Um, But nevertheless, like, even by scientific way of looking at it, like, it is what the seventh most most scientific, or the seventh most scientifically accurate movie ever made, or something like that. Really? Something like that. Yeah. How do you define That's that? That's a weird list. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they asked like NASA scientists of like what are the most uh, accurate sci-fi movies ever made, and this one was on that list. I want to say it was seventh. I can't remember exactly though. I just because like that seems like a weird criteria because if you just had like. A documentary, wouldn't that be scientifically accurate? Even well, if for you sci-fi don't use movies. Science? Oh, okay. Or like science fiction. Wait, so here's my other question. That's Was sci-fi-ish. it just like NASA scientists they asked? Like, hey, how scientific is Jurassic Park? Spaceman? <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, that well, would probably... there is a moon. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I don't... Do they ever even show the moon in this movie? No. Because no. it's, it's usually it's raining. Wrong. There's a lot of rain. This is even accurate to science in space. <laughs> it's why it's number seven. <laughs> I mean, the funny thing about that is we actually watched the uh, number one most scientifically accurate movie already. Gattaca? Yep. Yeah, what? Yep. <laughs> that's considered, by NASA scientists, that's considered the most scientifically accurate sci-fi movie. Huh. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> all in all, it is a fun movie. Like I said, it is kind of like that everything has to be dangerous after a while in the movie, too, just to keep it entertaining and... Kind of does suffer from, like, that little bit of a 90s flair that you kind of showed me. Now I can't unsee it. (laughs) But all in all, like, it is non-spoilery. It is a good movie. It is a classic for a reason. And I would say, like, if you haven't bought it already, it is at least worth a stream since it is on Netflix right now. Yeah. All right. I, uh... Nobody asked what you thought. (laughs) (laughs) You're out. Get it. <laughs> a Jurassic host with the most. <laughs> what are your one thought? Um. So yeah, I I really like the practical effects in this. I think they look really great, Samantha. <laughs> Not to call anybody out. Not Sam. all of them. <laughs> Not all of them. I disagree. I think the practical effects look really, really good. Eh, okay. <laughs> um. And I mean, thing, agree to disagree. Yes. <laughs> um. One thing I'll say is that. Through my untainted child and teenager eyes, I uh I always viewed this as like this is like the cinematic movie, like everybody talks about, it, like this is the amazing movie. And then as an adult watching it this time, I uh realized that it's just a B movie with a director who had a lot of money and appreciation for B movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where the design for the practical effect raptors came from. <laughs> no, that those are Triple A special effects. Those okay. are triple A special effects with like Jeff Goldblum moments. Yeah, in the nineties. <laughs> I, I think they still look amazing. Um But no, yeah. for 90, 1993, this movie was cutting edge. I think in a lot of ways it still is. I think the yeah. things the animatronic work that they did with the Raptors and the T Rex are fucking incredible, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I think some of the CGI actually does hold up pretty well. And I I'm guessing it looked lifelike back in ninety three when you were watching oh, yeah. it. It was pretty awesome. Can you define, can you call it lifelike when it's dinosaurs? Yeah, why not? Oh, they're not alive. You're not alive. You- <laughs> I, was, I, was I need to be there. Like, <laughs> <go there. laughs> 
up until this point, the only thing that was considered to be like the top notch CGI movie was like Terminator Two, and that's because they and like all that was was just like a silver effect on a guy. It's funny you say that actually. James Cameron lost the bet for the rights to make this movie by hours. Really, Steven Spielberg outbid him uh, hours before he was going to put in his bid, and he was probably going to win. Which, by the way, Universal Studios bought the rights for the movie license before the book ever came out. And they paid a hefty sum. I think it was something like, it was $2 million. Yeah, it was $2 million for the rights before the book was ever done. And then, yeah, it is funny that you uh, mentioned the Terminator thing, because a lot of the CGI effects were actually based on how they did them back in Terminator 2. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. But early 90s computers, they weren't that powerful. No, and so to be able to do CGI on them at all is honestly kind of incredible. Yeah, and I I'm gonna say Terminator 2 CGI that CGI holds up really well too because it's not supposed to look real. Right, it's meant to basically look like you're looking at uh basically liquid mercury taking shape. Yeah, and it actually holds up really well. Yeah, James Cameron was gonna direct this, and he eventually was like, after he saw the movie, he came out. He's like, Yeah, you know what? I think it's probably good that I wasn't able to do that because I would have made this a hard R in the style of Alien, or Aliens, <laughs> and it would have been a very different movie, yeah. and he says Steven Spielberg's childlike whimsy with it was a far better vision than what he had envisioned for it. That's insane, how much different Jurassic Park could have been by yeah. if just <laughs> hours. <laughs> but yeah, I, I ultimately do really like this movie. I would own just this movie in 4K if it wasn't so difficult to get just this movie in 4K. The only way to get it in 4K in the States is you have to get the five-movie pack comes with the original trilogy and then Jurassic World and Fallen Kingdom, I think is what the yeah. next one's called. And that's like $75 new for those, which is too much because I have to own Jurassic Park 2 and 3 then. And I don't, I should be paid to have to own those movies. <laughs> so I would love to own this movie in 4K or even Blu-ray, hell. But the only way to get VHS. this- VHS. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because you don't have a VHS player? Yeah, that's the reasoning. <laughs> Laserdisc. Okay. Actually, that'd just be cool to see. Yeah, that'd just be cool to. Yeah, I'm into that. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a it's a really good movie. I think there are different layers to it that I never noticed before as a kid and a teenager that I really really appreciate now, and I think is kind of what made it such a huge movie and such a great family movie because there's different things that you appreciate at different ages. I would say it's a buy if you can find just it on a decent uh, platform by itself if not i would say rent they deserve the money they do yeah. on top of all the money they've already gotten from it yeah, um, <laughs> yeah this is a rather profitable movie it was extremely profitable which we'll get to at the end but um <laughs> yeah just on like royalties and merch stuff alone steven spielberg made 250 million off this movie just him yeah i can i can see that <laughs> it's kind of insane you could probably actually revive dinosaurs with that. <laughs> it's actually one of those things that they say, like a kind of a non sequitur to this. Like I remember they were talking about um, that movie Gravity and how much money they spent to make the zero gravity effect while, uh, while they were filming it. And they were saying for how much they spent on the zero gravity for it, they could have actually just trained George Clooney and Sandra Bullock to be astronauts and actually sent them up into space and it would have saved them money. <laughs> like, it would have cost less to do that. I, don't know, I but, feel like insurance for that might be quite high. Insurance is a big factor when it comes to things like that in movies, though, too. And to ask Tom Cruise, they are currently making a movie where they are literally going to film it in outer space with Tom Cruise. It's a Mission Impossible movie. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> what? I'm, not, I'm not kidding. It's... 
It's in pre-production right now. They're sending it? Tom Cruise literally to outer space. What are those movies even about anymore? Fucking, if I have no idea. They're sending them to space. What? I don't know. E. They're ridiculous. I mean, to be fair, I don't even know what the original ones were about at this point. They stole a diamond. That was the original movie. I'm pretty sure that was the original movie. It's. I saw it when I was six, but I'm pretty sure. <laughs> are you sure you're not thinking of Ocean's Eleven? I don't think he saw that when he was six. No, I didn't see that when I was six. But yeah, I think we should get on to the uh, spoiler talk and talk about all the stuff that we'd really want to talk about in this movie. Yeah. So let's do that, and we'll be right back, folks. And we're into the spoilers, everybody. So I'll start with the random thought I had. Um, You talk about aliens reminded me, this is almost a horror movie. Yeah, it's yeah. like a horror movie. I didn't realize that at all until we were watching it this time either. Like it's insane, right? Yeah, and I was because I as I started, I was like, this would be a really good idea for a horror movie. And as it <laughs> went, I was like, he did just make a horror movie that was appropriate for kids. Yeah, yeah. straight. Uh, yeah. It's uh, it's kind of surprising that he got away with some of the things that he did and made it a PG thirteen, but nineties. Yeah, well, nineties, and then also with uh, big budget directors and big budget studios, uh, they tend to get away with more stuff than like say indie studios. Yeah. So yeah, like uh like, like the MPA will, will straight up say like all right just like cut this scene by about this much and take this much blood out of it and you'll get a PG thirteen I think uh one good example that I remember seeing about that is there was um I want to say uh it was one of the James Bond movies but there's like a scene where he kills like twenty people in a matter of thirty seconds and because it shows no blood it got a PG thirteen yeah that's uh why uh Kill Bill has that black and white scene. Oh, that's what yeah. Changed change it yeah. from an X to an R. Yeah, I can see that. change that one scene to black and white. <laughs> or same thing with the taxi driver, even. Yeah, it's insane, like, just how much a color change will be like, all right, I guess it's fine now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's literally everything. That's how Nintendo got away with Ganon having blood. Yeah, they made I remember it that. Yeah, that was weird. But, yeah, um, this is straight up a horror movie. Even the horror movie cliches of, like, at the end, you find the killer, and there's, like, like a body closet. Like, in this one, you get to the Velociraptors, and the Velociraptor pops its head out. And she, like, jumps back, and then arm falls on her. She's like, oh, it's you. Ah! Yeah, like, yeah, you every know, whole- <laughs> slasher movie has that scene. Yeah, it's even a black guy like every horror movie, too. <laughs> like every horror movie in the 90s. Yeah. But, but yeah. I was just, because, like, I also, is there, like, a horror horror movie based off this concept where no one ever kind of try that because this, this is did it the so well. best horror movie based on the concept of dinosaurs. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of bad ones. There's a lot of bad ones. (laughs) I'd say the best horror movie, well, I don't know if you'd actually call it a horror movie, but the best dinosaur movie um, would probably be Velocipaster. That movie is a masterpiece. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so here's the thing. I saw a bunch of people post that online, like, oh, hey, Velocipaster, ha ha. Mm -hmm. And it seemed like one of those really trashy movies that we would see back in the day, like the video store that's like making... like trying to make a quick buck off of other movies. And then you told me it's a genuinely quote unquote good movie. It's genuinely good. Like it's funny as hell. Is that what it's, it's going for? It's aware. The cover doesn't look like that's what it's going it's for. It's aware of itself and it's pretty hilarious. It okay. has a great humor to it. I'm I mean, going guess... to trust Sam on this with when bringing us Terror Vision. So yeah. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. <laughs> she did bring that to Sam's us. Sam's got a great. good track record so far. <laughs> In horror comedy, what the fuck horror comedy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there's that, and then like during one of our live casts, whenever I was telling you guys, whenever I watched uh, the Guardians movie, 
She popped in just to go on about how great that movie was. <laughs> <and then what. laughs> yeah. But yeah, just like, I'm not like super great with horror, but this did make me want to see like if they did get an R rating. But I mean, honestly, this is basically an R rating anyways. It's pretty close, honestly. Yeah. But like, there's a good chance they had to fight for that PG-13. Like a good example, like that scene with the arm where she's like, oh, good, you're here. And then like pulls the arm out of the wall, basically. And yeah, like they got away with showing a severed arm covered in blood. And yeah. uh, the T-Rex fighting that the lawyer in half. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, you ragdolled. <laughs> <laughs> and the kid was like, this is so much blood. No, that was another scene. Sorry. That was another <laughs> scene. <yeah. laughs> but you know, there would have been so much blood, but yeah. it didn't show it, which is kind of sad. It would have been cool, but <laughs> I'll let it go. <laughs> In a similar vein, I'm going to say I really like the middle part of this movie, but I'm not, like, super big on the beginning and the end. So you like when, like, all the chaos is ensuing? Yeah. And you don't like when it's building up to it or when they're, like, getting out of it? Yeah. Okay. No, I really like the... I like the beginning because it's a good build-up. Like, it's sort of, um... What's the word? Exposition. (laughs) Yes, <laughs> it is that. <laughs> it, it is a really good build up to the the scenes of wherever things get chaotic because it's a lot of um, it's, kind it's of a lot of foreshadowing, magical, and yeah, yeah it is um, magical. It does feel like that, and then things go to shit <laughs> pretty quickly. But it's a good, cool feeling, I guess. Yeah, like this is another one of those things to where you don't maybe you do think about it now because of just how iconic this music is for it. But, like, the music really does make the beginning of this oh, movie. Oh, yeah. This, yeah. Th- I mean, the entire score of yeah, this yeah. is mm-hmm. amazing. This movie would be so much less if they didn't have that. <laughs> and it was cool, like, at that point, that becomes, like, a motif for the entire soundtrack yeah. moving forward. I think that's a really clever way to keep it in your mind, the whimsy of everything, even as a T-Rex is destroying two <laughs> velociraptors. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about the T-Rex, actually, for a minute. About the practical effects, Samantha. The T-Rex looks great. T-Rex yeah. looks fucking amazing. It's just those few scenes with the raptors that looked kind of goofy. I think they look good too still. Okay. <laughs> to be fair, those puppeteers worked pretty hard to like try to make the movement somewhat realistic. Yeah. Okay, but so, I, I don't know. Just look at it again. Tell right. me. Tell I'll, me. I'll look at, I'll look at it again. It I'll looked do kind it. of funny. <laughs> There's two things that they were um, going. I have two points here. One thing is that with the Velociraptors, what they were going for is they wanted them to act like chickens. Like, yeah. literally. Like, mm-hmm. how chickens just walk around and, like, snap their heads back and forth and just, like, kind of look around like dumb chickens. They wanted the Velociraptors to basically be chickens. So the scene I'm talking about, first and foremost, when you see the Velociraptor, is when she's down in the thing doing the electric thing. And it, like, jumps through the bars or tries to jump through the bars and, like, does a jump scare thingy. That part looks silly. <laughs> I disagree, but... (laughs) I mean, to be fair, with how jump scares went in, like, the early 2000s and how everything horror and thriller was jump scares for a while now, like, I feel like it's it's kind of overdone at this point, so jump scares don't have the same effect that they used to. I mean, I'm not talking about the jump scare. It's fine, but it's just the... It it looks... The raptor itself looks kind of silly. Well, I agree to disagree. Okay. Just disagree, actually. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) And then the second thing is, I want to talk about how insanely impressive that T-Rex is. Yeah? It was a 12,000-pound animatronic. And when it got wet, it started falling apart. 
and it started short-circuiting every all the time to the point to where you weren't allowed to be near it on set because it might just at any point kill you like actually <laughs> um with nobody controlling it and yeah it would just kind of run rampant if they didn't properly take care of any of it and so yeah that thing kind of fucked up a lot of people's days um, I forget where I heard. I think it might have been you. Someone told me like the rain and the issues with the T Rex is a big reason there is CG in the movie, and that it was originally got to be almost entirely just practical. Yeah, they did want the T Rex to be entirely practical, but because of how fucking hard it is to have, even what they had for the animatronic, um, they couldn't do it. But I mean, uh, the CG for the most part. I think the CG specifically with the nighttime shots of the T Rex are nearly unnoticeable to the animatronics. Yeah. I think they blend mm-hmm. them really well. I think, yeah, I think it's because they know, like, CG, what CG looked like at the time. Yeah. So they yeah. know they can hide it a bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they went into it knowing that they had to hide the CG instead of, like, it's a bright day shot, and look at all these birds flying by, yeah. and here's this giant fish jumping up, and, like, how, like, Jurassic World does. Well, even, like, they do have some of that with the, uh, Lysorian whatever the g dinosaurs when they're like running in the daytime in the pack oh Um. yeah 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 that does look bad i think that's the worst cg shot in the entire thing just because it concentrates and it's a day shot so much uh that part does look bad cgi but even for the 90s that's still really good cgi yeah like it's not like comparatively i'd still say that's better than some of the stuff that comes out now yeah yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it is true i feel like that was kind of a staple in the 90s is like they used nighttime to hide some of the bad cgi in in a lot of shots yeah because it it is one of those things that is very true like people don't hate cgi people hate bad cgi so whenever it's super noticeable that it's fake that's whenever people get pissy about it other than that people actually do love cgi yeah and i think you can see the parts where a lot of care was taken into it yeah and then there's parts where there definitely wasn't care, and that actually, I think, has to do with a lot of what Spielberg was doing at the time for post-production on this movie. He was off filming Schindler's List when this movie was in post-production, <laughs> and so he said in interviews, like, I had a really hard time at the end of the day having to, like, go and, like, look over a conference call over the internet to be, like, nitpicky about how this CG dinosaur looks when I'm literally here making a movie about the Holocaust. Um... <laughs> And he said that was like the most draining part of his career ever and almost made him hate Jurassic Park as a movie. (laughs) That is so surreal for me to think about because like I think of those being so fundamentally like separated. Yeah. In time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, (laughs) in fact, if you asked me before this, I would have told you Schindler's List probably came like 20 years before this movie. (laughs) Yeah, they did that on purpose for Schindler's List. Yeah. Uh, I think that goes to the credit of Spielberg himself as... He really was, at a time, an amazing director. Mm-hmm. Saying he's not anymore. <laughs> I'm saying maybe he shouldn't be doing uh, Ready Player One and West Side Story, story adaptations. <laughs> Listen, well, they're getting ready for Ready Player Two. God damn it. I know. I'm so upset. <laughs> they're going to put twice as many references in that one. Oh, God. I hated that movie. One thing about that, too, that I remember hearing about, like, on top of him doing, you know, post-production for Jurassic Park and doing Schindler's List... He was also doing Animaniacs at this time, too. So he was a very busy guy Man, during the 90s. Is, yeah. Those are so, like, yeah, distinct all three time periods very, in my brain. Yeah, and This all, hurts. Part of the reason, <laughs> the thing about that, though, is, like, all of them are very different projects when you think about them, too. Yeah. Yeah. Also, during the filming of Jurassic Park, he was working on turning a movie called ER into a big-budget thing. It didn't work out as a movie. And it eventually became a hit television series. This is a very busy man in the <laughs> what 90s. What is this man doing? 
Like, I respect all of that. You know, but take maybe, a break. Maybe he deserves um, to take a break and do the shitty things like running <laughs> yeah, player maybe. two or whatever the fuck he's doing. That one West will Side be about story. augmented reality. You're right. Maybe he did earn a bit of a break. <laughs> he's like already reached his peak in the 90s. So. I mean, I think he aged about 30 years just in 1995 alone. So yeah. Just you guys wait for the Animaniacs reboot. He'll just join in oh out of nowhere. Actually, there is a reboot in yeah. the works, but he'll just join in out of nowhere. Be like, yo. And then bam. I mean, he had a bunch of cameos in Animaniacs. So, he you know, did. He yeah. did. I still remember where like three of the characters just argued who Spielberg liked for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think this is, I think this Jaws and Schindler's List are maybe the movies people think of when they think Steven Spielberg. Weirdly enough, uh, when it comes to Schindler's List, like I don't think of Spielberg when I think of that movie, but it's probably my favorite movie that he did. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Uh, I actually hadn't seen that until last year, very recently, for the first time. And that movie just destroyed me for a while. And then, and then he showed it to me to destroy me in two. <laughs> yeah. And this is where you guys learned that I think I was 12 or 13 when I first watched that movie. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Was it in like, a, I was going to say in a history class, but I don't think this no, is a history class that would actually um, do that. So we have an uncle who just collects movies. And since, you know, I grew up in a single parent household and like by the time I was 11, they just left me home alone and like told me just not to break things. So I'll just borrow a bunch of movies from him and watch them at home. And that was one of the movies that I watched. <laughs> well, <laughs> wow. you were allowed to consume weird media in middle grade. You're not wrong. I mean... <laughs> As someone who also consumed a lot of weird media in middle school. I just think... I, just... I will say this. There's a reason why I'm so forgiving about movies that you just hate. Because <laughs> I've, like, I've seen some really good movies. I've seen some really shit movies, too, though. That's yeah. Fair. That's fair. I haven't done the second. <laughs> oh, you will. You will. Nah. Okay, I'm just going to live in my bubble where Ghostbusters 2016 is the worst movie ever devised by mankind. Oh, you have no idea. <laughs> I think I've technically watched worse movies, but just that one. In yeah. Um, so back to Jurassic Park. Yeah. yeah. Um, one thing I want to say is that this movie was huge for a lot of different reasons. But one reason that Robbie brought up when we just started watching it was that he will finally get to see where all the memes were born. Yeah. yeah. And this movie has so many memes based off of it. Like, I think I counted like six or seven. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even realize how many until I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. There, <laughs> there's a, a lot. That's me. <laughs> like, uh, a lot of early meme culture was kind of, well. Are you saying Spielberg started memes? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> maybe offhand, yeah. A lot of, because, like, it's this and uh, Princess Bride, I'd say, are probably the biggest yeah. Like, yeah. For, yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. for movies. Unless you want to count Monty Python, but that's such a huge thing, I think it's kinda I don't know cheating. if that's even like a meme anymore. I'd still see a lot. I haven't seen a whole lot like I've seen a lot of jokes that are just straight up Monty Python jokes, but I haven't seen a lot of memes based off of it. Right, right. Like most memes that I saw, like I guess you can say like the early to mid two thousands were a lot of Jurassic Park stuff and like stuff that just happened. Like <laughs> that they just got off of documentaries <laughs> or off of interviews. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was kind of surreal just watching all these unfold. Uh, you ready for a dumb fact with E? <laughs> yeah. uh, the, here's Dodgson. Uh, I actually got that from a <laughs> Ed and Eddie video- parody made back in like 2007. That was my what? introduction to this. 
like if they did a parody of the scene where Dodgson gives the whipped cream container or the shaving cream container to the other guy. Yeah. That's huh. so oddly That's a, weird so, and specific. Here's, here's the one reason they did that. You know where he's like nice hat and takes the hat? Mm-hmm. Double D is a character known for wearing hats. And I think that's the only reason they did it. But that uh, they was... made a couple gags on that show about his hat. No, I mean, no, it wasn't from the show. Like, someone made this on the internet. Oh, okay. Oh. Sorry. So... I, it wasn't on the show, if I, if I didn't make that clear. You have been introduced to so many incredibly popular things in such a weird roundabout way. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. Most of our memes... But, you know, I can't wait till I eventually watch Evangelion, considering everything around it. <laughs> but yeah, just just wanted a dumb fact with E, because I thought you might be like, what the hell? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, but yeah, like the meme culture that surrounds, not culture, I would say, but the way that meme daddies grabbed on meme to... Meme daddies. Please never use that word ever again. <laughs> <laughs> the way that they grabbed on to to this movie and just did everything with it and uh i think that just is because it is so influential even just in pop culture you can see certain scenes like the part where the t-rex is like screaming when he kills the velociraptors and like the life finds a way and then even the uh the ripple in the water god that is so everywhere that is that's still everywhere Yeah. yeah i mean i remember after this movie came out too like uh that ripple in the water was on advertisements everywhere yeah um i Something I love about that effect is how hard it was for them to actually make that effect. Because it's a practical effect. Yeah. They got the water to ripple. And you think, oh, it's water rippling. That's easy, right? Apparently fucking no. Apparently it's really fucking hard. Yeah. Um, They actually took them overnight to even figure out how to make the water ripple. Eventually what they did was they put, how they figured out to make it ripple was they put the glass on a guitar. <laughs> and they strummed the strings of the guitar and it made it ripple. So for the effect in the movie, they just put guitar frets and strings under where the dash is and there was just a guy laying on the ground and when they needed to do that he just plucked the cords that's well, amazing that's definitely a creative way to do it right yeah i mean i, mean, uh, I don't know <laughs> i feel like there could have been a better way but well, i don't know, I don't Maybe know. Not. like the only other way is not practical i feel like and I think it loses some of the charm if it is just CGI water. Well, especially back then, they didn't know how to oh, yeah. CGI water. <laughs> I did want to say, with the ripple, I actually... So I know about the cup one, obviously, because everyone does. Right. I actually really like the callback to it with the dinosaur track. Yeah. Where yeah. it's filled with water. Yeah, it's really good. But then another thing I think we need to bring up is at the end when the T-Rex breaks into the museum or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it just sneaks into the museum. <laughs> <laughs> apparently it walks so hard that it causes the water to, or water to ripple around it and causes like basically a miniature earthquake so everyone knows that it's nearby but just this one scene in particular it's like fucking sam fisher <laughs> running into that building i'm missing something but that's all right not even how it gets into the building yeah that's a different complaint altogether <laughs> i mean the funny thing is like uh not a lot of people complain about that one thing that uh apparently from what I heard, it was a pre-production thing that they worried about, but they kind of went to the, like, oh, no one's going to notice, and they didn't notice it until, like, years later, is uh, since the T-Rex that's inside the building is very clearly CGI. Right. Um, apparently, there's, like, literally just a single frame, wherever there's just nothing there. <laughs> like, when it, like, for some reason, during the CGI, like, it just didn't get programmed into that, into that frame, and so it's just, there, it's just nothing there, but it's literally just a single frame. It's hilarious. That's so weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. 
but it's just one of those like they kind of realize like no one's gonna notice this and no one did for years yeah because why would you ever notice that yeah like how could you see that on a like VHS with tape? me yeah with me knowing about that scene i still didn't catch it this time around watching it that's an, you have to literally go frame by frame yeah you do that's insane people do all the time <laughs> yeah, and people, yeah i could tell you as an animation buff that's people love doing that and don't understand that in-betweens are a thing well, <laughs> so. i mean it's something that we were talking about a little bit off of uh, off of the air about how people just like to be super critical and overcritical about movies too and to be overcritical about some movies you have to go frame by frame and so there's people like that's pretty much what they spend their day doing is just over criticizing everything and going frame by frame to just find little nitpicks on I can't go to Mary's birthday. I have to see how many frames are in the scene in Jurassic Park. Yeah. (laughs) But Mary is your daughter. (laughs) This is super important, Madeline. She'll have another birthday. (laughs) (laughs) She'll have plenty of birthdays after this. This is important now. (laughs) If I don't have the spiciest takes, who will? (laughs) People need to know how okay this is. (laughs) But uh, you're saying when the T-Rex breaks in. Yeah, he's just a ninja and nobody notices. And it's yeah. just a weird thing. <laughs> it's such a dumb Like scene. I said, it's just like the one scene where the T-Rex just happens to be Sam Fisher sneaking into the building. <laughs> so here's the thing. That wasn't originally the scene uh, of what Spielberg wanted. Like, no matter what, Spielberg said, I have to have the T-Rex in the spotlight at the end of the movie. That's the thing I need. And originally it's supposed to be like this huge running away scene and there was going to be like violence and like way all kinds of blood and gore um and the special effects guys were like yeah that sounds cool like really hard though can we not can we not do that <laughs> <laughs> like we have five days to finish this filming and that's a lot of practical effects that's going to take us months to get prepared so yeah they eventually decided like okay t-rex goes in fucks up velociraptors roars he stands in the exact same position as the <laughs> as the, the skeleton t- the t-rex before. is just like the hero in the end yeah, yeah, it's yeah. So dumb. <laughs> I, it's kind of weird that that's how I ended it, though. It's, considering that that's not what the entire movie was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's a uh, the horror movie element of this would be if at the end of the movie, like some guys break in there and they're gonna kill the protagonist, and then Jason comes out of nowhere and starts killing all of the people who <laughs> broke into the yeah who broke into the building yes, to kill them. That's perfect, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's just insane. But uh, because it's a Spielberg film, it fucking worked. <laughs> yeah, he made it work. He yeah. added magic in there, added whimsy. Uh, something that E was talking about in the uh, predictions part uh, of saying, like, well, Jurassic World had this and this and this, so I guess Jurassic Park probably had this and this. And uh, he's not super wrong, actually. No, they do have two kids who needed a reason to bond, except this one didn't feel the need to be like, Hey, they actually have bad home. Right, yeah. Because like that was that was one of the dumbest thing about Jurassic World to me is like in the middle they're like, you think Bob and Dad are gonna get a divorce? Yeah. <laughs> it's out of nowhere and then it's never brought up. Yeah, uh-huh. but like this one was like, yeah, they're kids. Yeah, they're just kids and they're going through some shitty things. Which, by the way, that one kid, what's what's his name? Timmy. Tim. Tim. Sure. <laughs> um, he gets fucked. He yeah. 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 He's probably he gets, dead. He gets his legs crushed by Jeep. Mm-hmm. He gets thrown from in while he's inside that Jeep off the side of a giant wall into a tree, has to climb down that tree. He's crushed by the Jeep again, sort of, but not dead. Mm-hmm. He gets, gets electrocuted. He gets electrocuted with 10,000 volts 10, on electric volts volts. and tossed from the fence. <laughs> and then at the another thing happens at the end. 
um the when the uh skeleton is falling down. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the skeleton falls on top of this. No, no, old... it's fine though, because it was ribs and he just happened to go around him. Yeah. Like this kid should be dead. Like mm-hmm. I want a Jurassic Park to where it's just this kid dealing with the OCD of like the OCD, OCD, yeah, the PTSD. My bad. Oh, the PTSD. Yeah, the PSP. That makes more <laughs> the PSP version of this movie, <laughs> where the kid is dealing with PTSD. I want that version of this movie. <laughs> yeah, this kid's super hell. I thought they were actually gonna be like, yeah, Tim's dead. You that have would, to live on. That would be hard. That would have gotten an R. Yeah, that, that, would, def- sure. that would be if this was a horror movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Dead children. I feel like I don't care what the movie is. It's going to get you an R rating. But you know what? You know what they did? They made it fun. They put putting a small child in, <laughs> in severe immediate danger. danger. Yeah. Fun. <laughs> yeah, they're like, ha Look at him get electrocuted. <laughs> yeah. He's probably gonna. I know. Die. It hurt. Shot your ass about eight feet. <laughs> That's the Spielberg whimsy. <laughs> He made yeah. running from FBI fun in E.T., and he made getting electrocuted off a giant electric fence fun in this. <laughs> that is made to pr- protect against chi- ginormous fucking dinosaurs. Yeah. Which, again, maybe goes into why this park did not work. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, like, actually, that's something I do like, is... The characters don't, like, sugarcoat, like, no, this is a terrible idea. Yeah. Yes. I have seen ten seconds of this. Mm-hmm. Like, I walked into this park, and I saw a dinosaur, and immediately was like, you know what? They're gonna kill everyone. You have to not do this. Yeah. And actually, <laughs> yeah. was Jeff Goldblum's character, I thought I was gonna hate him. Oh, Because yeah. of the intro uh-huh. scene. He's actually really, like, a good character. He's a good foil mm-hmm. yeah. to everything. Like, he's a little eccentric, but, like... He's like, I don't know, in comparison to the stuff I watch, yeah. He's like, he's he's a voice of reason, though, still. He's like, yeah, uh, you can't fucking make dinosaurs and expect them to follow human law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're going to kill everything. Like, I still have an issue, I have issues with his character being a weird, gross womanizer type person. I wouldn't say he's a womanizer, but he's definitely creepy. Yeah, uh, take that out, as I usually say. So here's I mean, the thing, he's, that's he's not... The character, that's Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. <laughs> you could tell him to tone it down. To be um, like, hey, don't touch people. He's actually uh, pretty well known for being real flirtatious with his co-stars. And he generally ends up dating one of them after the movie's done shooting. The woman in this movie who played Ellie or whatever. Yeah, like he's flirting with her. They dated for two years after this movie. All right, let's, hmm. let's remove Jeff Goldblum from existence real quick. <laughs> well, I mean, then. he's not a bad guy. He just, he flirts a lot and he's very weird. Like, I guess I'll another good example. For it, I, he hasn't done a rape yet. That we know that of. That we know of. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really fucking sad to say. But... It's yeah. a low bar for celebrities, but it's a bar that they have to clear. <laughs> yeah, uh, but, you know, just take that out. No creep in the movie. That's fair. That's fair. Elevates the character, I think. That's fair. Mm-hmm. It doesn't actually go anywhere in the movie, so no. I think it's easy to say you could just take that out. I think you're yeah. right. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's like really refreshing and it's probably me being so desensitized due to modern movies, but it's really refreshing that like, it isn't this thing where everything goes bad and that's what causes them to dislike this idea. It's, this is clearly a terrible, (laughs) terrible idea. Yes. Don't do this. 
Yeah. It is realistic within the way of them saying, this is a terrible idea. Don't do this. And then the guy who's arguing against it is just basically saying, I put so much money into this, though. Yeah. He's basically <laughs> like um, charming grandpa Willy Wonka with dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. You're not wrong. <laughs> I don't know. His de- but then at the end, he's like, yeah, this is a bad fucking idea. I see it now. Yeah. All of us nearly died and I nearly killed my grandchildren. This is a bad idea. <laughs> I, I, I think he should have died. Maybe. So, like, <laughs> this movie... While I was thinking about it, I was thinking about how much I don't like the sequels. And the, I, think, I think 2 is fine. I think I think 2 is fine, actually. Not much dinosaurs in it. Whatever. But I hate 3. Because 3 is almost a direct continuation of this movie. Um, with the characters. Like, 2 only has Jeff Goldblum. Spoiler. Um, it's, it's kind, 2 is kind of its own thing. Yeah, it, it really is its own thing, almost. Um, and 3 is turns into like a rescue action movie that's beside the point but it's how they take characters back the grant in this one because like at the end of this movie it uh leaves us thinking like oh like maybe he does want children now like he learned that kids aren't terrible and maybe he's grown as a person maybe the guy who started jurassic park knows how uh the awful things that he did and he's learned from it and he's gonna shut down jurassic park don't play god (laughs) yeah jurassic park 3 is there are some tourists. I think they're related to uh, the white-haired guy. I forget exactly. And Grant has to go and rescue them. And also, he hasn't moved on. And he got a divorce from Ellie. And she's married with kids because he didn't want kids. So, like, they just take every single bit of character growth and, like, shove all of it away. And, like, more, more dinosaurs, please. I think the only thing that's kind of continuation of it, though, is, like, in 3, which I thought you were going to argue this for a second, but... In three, like uh, all the parks are shut down in by three. They are, yeah. but it also hints at the rich guy definitely made a lot of money off merchandising. Yeah, <laughs> they do hint that, but like whenever they go there, like it's one of those you can tell that the park's been shut down for like the past fifteen years. Yes, there is at least that. Yeah, but like all the character progression is just tossed out the window. Yeah, that and that it is starts fair. Starts off really sad, and then it's just very silly for the rest of it in a way that's not fun. I think I think that's what sucks about it is that it takes all the good stuff from one, and it's like, mm, nah. So I think that's ultimately why I don't like 3 that much. Yeah, I guess that's fair. It's a, it's a lot of, like, modern Hollywood doesn't get what makes a lot of classic movies work. A big reason I just don't like remakes in general. Um, Well, for movies, I should specify. I do actually quite enjoy remakes for things like television shows and video games. That's a different topic. <laughs> uh, but, like, they just, it loses a lot of the magic. And I think a big thing with world is like, it's not even, it's not even a T-Rex. It's, we had to fucking genetically modify the T-Rex to be spiky Rex. Yeah. It's, and it's not even interesting. Yeah. It's not even a cool design. Yeah. One thing that I do know, cause I haven't seen Jurassic world, but I remember hearing about the premise of it and like kind of got it right. <laughs> yeah. You stopped yourself. I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> um, <laughs> But um, I remember hearing like the original idea of it is they um, they added human DNA to dinosaur DNA, and that's what made it so smart in Jurassic World. It wasn't and human. Then they, it no, wasn't... no, no, it wasn't. Uh, that was the original idea, of oh, it, but then they sorry. scrapped it. But like, there was still some original concept art of it, and some original like ideas that kind of bled into the movie from it. They so like some of that ended up still being in Jurassic World. Yeah, like the, to the, the point whole... to where the raptors are super smart and he trains them like his attack dog. Yeah. And like I said, like there's some stuff that kind of still bled into Jurassic World from that, yeah. but the main idea of that was scrapped. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, it just uh 
which the Jurassic World problem is that it's like, hey, cool dinosaurs, right, guys? And everyone's like, yeah, but it was like fun and silly, and like nobody actually thought it was a good idea. Like, here's a theme park, dinosaurs, guys, <laughs> and it never got the magic. It it skipped on the magic. Yeah. So they're hoping uh, Chris Pratt would kind of carry them the rest of the way. He's the best awesome. part of the movie. He is. He is. And uh, you need more than a Chris Pratt. Tell. That's a tall. It's a tall order, but you need more than a Chris Pratt. Hollywood needs to learn that, I think. Yeah, <laughs> I mean to be fair, like that's the thing about a lot of big name actors is uh, if they're unsure about the script, they will spend extra money to get a big actor like Chris Pratt or Jennifer Lawrence or you know someone who's big in there and like some of the higher paid actors. And the reason why they're so highly paid is because just having their name in the movie will you know sell tickets. Like, yeah. So like, here's another thing that uh, almost was bad about this movie. There's something about classic movies to where they didn't get the things they wanted, and so they had to work with what they had, and that ends up making it better because, like, maybe they didn't really quite know what was making this thing work. Um, Harrison Ford was originally supposed to play Grant. That's who they wanted for that that role. No, no, no. I think they got with uh, Sam, what's his last name? Sam Neill. Yeah, Sam Neill. Uh, I think he did a way better job than Harrison Ford, but I think, this is just my personal opinion, I feel like he's just a better actor in general than Harrison Ford is. I don't think he's a better actor. They're different styles. They are Harris- different styles, yeah. Harrison Ford has but a niche he likes he, to do. Yeah, and like, after he saw the movie, he's like, hey, you know what? I would have sucked at that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think with Sam Neely, like, they had a very... He was better for the role. He was perfect for the role. Yeah. When I think of this actor, I think of this, and then like, a couple of weird horror movies that are off to the side. <laughs> like Event Horizon? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I was thinking, because like, that's another movie that I didn't expect him to be nearly as good as he was in that movie. He's a good actor. Yeah, he is. But, but <laughs> uh, like, that always shows me another issue I have with Hollywood is, like, they don't have faith in people liking movies that don't have big-name actors. Because, like, yeah. that's a constant mm-hmm. thing. Like, every movie has the same actors. There are so little, like, new actors. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of them are white and playing characters that aren't necessarily white, <laughs> but that's the difference. You're not yeah. wrong. But, like, I don't know. Like... That's what's refreshing about watching old movies, like, because I will say, before I met Jiraiya, I just got to a point where I just stopped watching movies, because they were starting to get really repetitive and boring. Uh, Marvel is very, as much as people like Marvel, I think they're very guilty of this. They are extremely repetitive. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I don't know, that's one of the things that I don't get to bring up much, so I just want to talk about. Uh, Back to Jurassic Park. Actually, I was talking about... The bird stuff and, like, how the science actually was really cool at the time. Did right. you have something for that? Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, So that stuff was discovered after this movie? Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, They made that up for the movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, like, I know that they worked pretty closely with paleontologists to say, like, how can you make this as realistic as possible? They did. Um, And then Spielberg was like, that's not fun. I'm not going to do that. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, he, oh, well, never mind then. <laughs> yeah, like, even that one uh, dinosaur that, like, spits venom and has the gills, it doesn't have that. Oh, yeah, life. no. This... It doesn't spit venom and doesn't have the things that, like, fly out. As far as we know. Yeah, as far as we could tell. <laughs> um, yeah, he just decided, like, what's the thing that makes it more fun? I'm going to do that. It's like, T-Rexes, like, it, they don't have that vision thing. If you move or not, they're going to eat you. Yeah, I yeah. don't... <laughs> I wonder why that started. That's such a weird... This, as far as I'm aware, this really? is what started it. Huh. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's just, like, a bunch of stuff that Spielberg decided would be more fun if he did it this way or that way, so he did, and he thought it was, uh, like, from my understanding, it was kind of like a weird 
like conspiracy theory almost. And that's what dinosaurs were, it's like more bird-like before. And so he threw that in here because he wanted Grant to be like a professional, but like maybe crazy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they made him yeah. ahead yeah. of his time. Yeah, and there was actually certain dinosaur designs, like for the uh, Velociraptors. There's a bunch of different kinds of Velociraptors. Yeah. And they went with the kind that was like smarter and moved the weight and looked that certain way because they thought it was cooler. And a few months after the movie came out, they discovered Velociraptors that did look like that. <laughs> so like there was a lot of weird things they were like wouldn't it be cool if and then a few months later like paleontologists was like actually <laughs> i think that just has to because like i think spielberg doesn't give himself enough credit sometimes because i think he does really think about because like how the velociraptors act and stuff there's a lot of like evolution i reasons why a lot of that would happen yeah yeah so it doesn't surprise me too much that we discovered the bird thing yes because like (laughs) how do you guess that yeah because everyone just assumed dinosaurs were reptiles until recently yeah it's it's insane yeah actually quick side note that is something that really bothers me about jurassic world i really wish they went more with like hey they're actually birds and most of them had feathers because i think that's a really boring thing that the movies just like Here's a slightly different T-Rex. Yeah, I agree. I agree. World had a lot of problems. Uh, there was a cool fight scene at the end of it that I liked, but that's just because it was fun. It's how it's insane how, like, even with Jurassic Park, just how, like, a small thing becomes so iconic that without ever having seen it, you know, like, that's Jurassic Park. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, I, that's like, just so insane to me. Like, uh, I, um, I knew the T-Rex scene coming into this because that's the scene. That's the scene, yeah. Um, let's talk about the first movie a little bit more. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what I meant with the T-Rex scene, like with the cars in this yeah. one. Yeah. Um, this movie has great tension to it. Yes. Yeah, it does. It builds up really nicely. First with the um, T-Rex scene, and then with the raptors and the kids part. Yeah, when they start terrorizing everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and then the raptor, that one raptor looked like he's like plotting and scheming like <laughs> Yeah, actually. <laughs> Clever girl. Yeah. <laughs> I just there's that was such a good callback to the start of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was so really good. And even if I think the start of the movie is not that interesting, that was a lot of the stuff pays off in really well in really good ways. It does. It doesn't leave anything without having some sort of ending to it everything has a build-up and a payoff to it but yeah you're talking about the tension i think that this movie actually does have really great tension because mm-hmm. it starts off with everybody feeling extremely safe yeah even which is amazing because that first scene starts off with like oh here's this caged animal everybody's dying yeah because it's and then basically, you immediately forget about it because it makes you feel so much safer because yeah. it's basically like a theme park and like theme parks are usually like very like the illusion of danger but you're really safe with all the yeah 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 and um, i think what this does much better is that there's an illusion of safety yeah <laughs> <laughs> well there's an illusion of safety up until the point where everybody's bored up until they're not anymore right mm-hmm. yeah that's why i think it um does well with that <laughs> <laughs> it even foreshadows the velociraptors i think is yeah. great because like mm-hmm. when grant is at the the site and they're doing that dig and there's all the people and then he just fucking threatens to kill that kid, basically. <laughs> he was like... It's like, may I use this claw that I'm holding right here? Just rip your guts open, and then eat you while you're, while still, you're still alive. Yeah, it's crazy how, like, he accidentally cut open the kid, and then, yeah. like, I, I can't believe they got away with yeah, that. It's so insane. PG-13. Yeah, it's, uh, this movie is iconic, and it's one of the few movies that are iconic and I think deserves it still. Yeah. Like, you can it sit is. down at any age, at any time, I, in my opinion and watch this movie 
and you'll enjoy it. Like, there's different yeah, things to enjoy for every age group, and I think it's one of those timeless films, like Wizard of Oz or like mm. Jaws. Like, it doesn't really matter what time it's in. It's just that it's good, so yeah. it doesn't matter. It's, it's just always enjoyable. It yeah. is good, but I will say that it didn't age super well. Yeah, like it's, there, oh, there are yeah. still some of those '90s tropes too. You can definitely tell it's '90s. Yes. Yeah, yes, <laughs> everything looks a little too shiny, even things that aren't supposed to. Mm-hmm. Everyone's wearing colors everywhere, and there's just terminology that's everyone's wearing bad. booty shorts. Like everybody that just knows how to use a computer is a hacker. Oh yeah, <laughs> like the girl, like Actually, the girl, can, yeah, twelve-year-old girl. <laughs> so. There is that is the worst part. It's like there's one line where the kid's like, "You're on your computer all day. You're not gonna leave your room now because Brontosaurus, a Brachiosaurus, sneezed on you." She's like, "Excuse you, I'm a hacker. Yeah, <laughs> I am not a computer nerd. I'm a hacker. Yeah." And then she, so she saves the day because yeah. of an offhand comment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's that, and like, uh, it's one of those things that they were saying earlier about like Jeff Goldblum's character. It's an offhand comment that he makes earlier, which is why I feel like that's the reason why E called him a womanizer, is because at one point in time, Professor Grant asks him if he has any kids. He's like, "Oh yeah, I have three from three different women. Like, I'm always looking for the next ex Mrs. whatever his last name is in there." And so, like, he kind of comes off as a womanizer because of that, and then the way that he's flirting with Ellie the entire time. So I've done, and then I've, even whenever he's like injured, but he's like in that weird sexy pose with his shirt open. Yeah, that was great. The pose that you know you've seen. Yes. It. Yeah. Oh, um, well, we've all seen it. I'm gonna. So it's not really that part that makes me call him a womanizer. One, it's probably just my brain's messed up, and in my mind, womanizer and creep are kind of synonymous. So it's when he's like touching up Ellie and like being weirdly grossly seductive. That's the part. Not every creep is a womanizer, but every womanizer is a creep. (laughs) (laughs) Again, like my brain doesn't work because I don't have that. Like, I don't have the idea of love like most people. So, like, things are very binary for me. It's like either it's creepy or it's nothing. Yeah. So, like, I would agree that it's creepy, but it's only creepy if she's like really not into it. Which she's into it. Like, she's digging the flirting, and he's leaning more into the flirting the more she's into it. And it's like a playful scene, and then like Grant's not into it. Because Grant's with her, so obviously not. Um, and so, like, Grant feels threatened, which that plot kind of goes nowhere. Yeah. Grant feels threatened by him, and then it doesn't matter. And then he gets knocked over by a T-Rex and injured, so yeah. it's no longer a problem. Well, that's yeah. an interesting. So I guess I'll give him something. He apparently thought that she was single. Yes. And he did seem to back off after Grant was like, yeah, we're together. Yeah. Yeah. Like so, he's- you know, he's, it's, again... It's because say, my brain is very binary. I mean, I'd say that pretty much extinguished the whole potential love yeah. thing anyway. That, that, that was a love subplot. triangle, of, I guess, maybe. Yeah, that was a subplot that it just died right there. Yeah. Good. We did not need that in Dinosaur Movie. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that's something in production where Steven Spielberg's like, I'm not into this anymore. Can we not do that? <laughs> and so there's like, uh, write a line to where they're together. Okay, we're done yeah. with that now. <laughs> So yeah, that was cool. And oh yeah, so um, fat guy. I don't remember his name. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember his name. The power of Google. Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter his name too. I just find it funny. Technically speaking, if the rich guy just paid him better, most of the stuff in this movie wouldn't happen. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which I also love that because when everybody says something, this is so cool or so impressive, he's like. Our no expense has been spared. Yeah, no expense has been spared. And everybody asks about anything like, oh, the ice cream is so good. No expense has been spared. Like, oh, this car is so cool. No expense has been spared. 
and then the guy that fucks everybody over, well, that's maybe one expense that was spared. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's one of those, I'm not going to argue with you about finances anymore, which yeah. I feel like they could have just put in a line of like, my, like your gambling debts are not my problem kind of thing or something like that. Just yeah. to say like this I think like, that takes away from it though. Yeah. Like I think it's very important that it is 100% because the rich guy is so tunnel visioned. Yes. To be fair, that everything yeah. went bad. Uh, it is one of those things, though, that is weirdly realistic, is that uh, most rich people, they will spare no expense, except when it comes to human resources. And I was that's the thing, is uh, between Amazon and Walmart and some other billion-dollar corporations, like if they were to pay their uh, employees just a little bit more to where they don't have to be on welfare anymore, like it would save the government billions every single year. Like, not even kind of, like hundreds of billions of dollars. It does kind of go with this movie, is like, he had no, no expense was spared except when it came to his employees. And so that is, that actually is weirdly realistic about it, but it is one of those things. Cause I guess that actually is his whole subplot too. Is he just like, he, whenever he talked to that one guy that you never see again, he remembers his name. He's the only one who remembers his name. Oh, Dodgson. Yeah. Yeah. Dodgson. <laughs> okay. So actually, can I explain why I remember his name? Cause so, the Ed, Ed and Eddie thing. No, no. Oh. While watching this, I thought that was Grant. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you're face blindness. Yeah, so like I was asking Jiraiya about this scene. Like, what what was his name? Dobson? Dotson? And I was like, it doesn't matter. You don't see him ever again. And I was, he was like, like, what do you mean you don't see him again? I was like, what do you mean? He's right there. And I was like, I can't. <laughs> Just because two men have dirty blonde hair doesn't mean they are exactly the same person. <laughs> they look so similar. They're both wearing very similar hats with sunglasses. But yeah, with yeah. uh with the fat guy being the villain this entire time, like that's pretty much his entire thing is he tells him like, Oh, don't be cheap. That was his problem this entire time. So yeah, just he didn't pay his employees well enough. Yeah, like even even the employees that he seems to somewhat respect, he still mm-hmm. sends them to die. Still treats them like garbage. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like what? Actually, a really important scene is when they're like, "Well, we got to shut down all the power in hopes that it will come back up." The uh, gotta call him an Australian sniper. I don't know what his <laughs> name or occupation was. Uh, he was like, "Well, there is the the one thing," and the rich guy's like, "No, fuck that." And the black guy has to explain to L Ellie. He's like. Yeah, we actually have this system set up where we could just kill them all right now if we wanted to and, you know, save everyone on the island. Mm-hmm. And the rich guy's like, no, we are shutting down the power right now. <laughs> and, you know, causes the death of his all his employees. Yeah, yeah. basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, The hunter guy's name is Muldoon, by the way. And his occupation is... Being very intense about raptors. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All the time. And his occupation is holding a spaz shotgun. <laughs> and the uh, rich guy is played by Hammond. Or is, uh, is, his name is Hammond. And he's played by Richard Attenborough. Which, uh, he's kind of a huge director. And name yeah. in Hollywood, actually. Um, Spielberg actually lost out to uh, Film of the Year to him uh, from E.T. They were both up for it. And Attenborough directed Gandhi, and he won Film of the Year for that one. And huh, E.T. I've never lost. heard that. You've never heard of Gandhi? No. It was huge. Is it about Gandhi? Yes. <laughs> like actually? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's like a it, it's not it's not like a documentary about Gandhi, uh. but it's a movie based on Gandhi's life. Okay. Uh, it's just insane to me that the guy who beat out Steven Spielberg just acted in his film. <laughs> I mean, just because you compete doesn't mean you can't be chummy with one another. That's fair. That's fair. 
Um, but you know what? I think it is time that we get into the final thoughts here. Uh, let's go the other way. Okay. Start with Robbie. Like I said, it does have a lot of those 90s tropes, but like you said before, too, this is very much a timeless film. It is something you could watch, you know, 10 years ago and it'd still be great. Watch now and it's great. And watch 10 years from now and it's still going to be great. Yeah. If we're all alive. <laughs> <laughs> if the world doesn't end tomorrow. Right. <laughs> but even then, like, it, it is just one of those timeless films. Steven Spielberg did an amazing job with it, whether... Is it the animatronics or the fact that, you know, 1993 CGI, like, I don't know, it's black magic is how he got it done. Yeah, um, that's what I'm convinced for. <laughs> but, uh, you know, when it comes to things like the actual filming of it, dealing with the animatronics of it, the storyline of it, it, it's all very, very much a solid film. It's not perfect, but it is very solid. Like, there's a lot of things, a lot of, like, little tropes that we made fun of while we were watching the movie, like, about how Ellie just had extendable limbs considering she reaches across like a 10 foot table to grab ice cream at one point in time and through the power of editing you don't notice it or how she climbs down this concrete barrier to go check this arm uh, yeah go check this jeep and then the next second she's up on yeah. top of the concrete barrier again yeah or how the kids could have totally just squeezed through that electric fence right but they didn't because they had to build that tension yeah, yeah. like you know so it does suffer from some of those technical limits that is basically you just don't notice it because of the power of editing but those that that's nitpicking is what it is and but if you even with the nitpicking it's still a great film i would say i would say an eight out of ten honestly and on to sam all right um like i said it hasn't aged super well but (laughs) but i still think it's an extremely fun movie it did something that we didn't really see back then it was was pretty new and cool and awesome And that's why it's so well known. Yeah, it's a classic. I would probably give it 8.59. Okay. 8.59? Yeah, it's still pretty enjoyable. (laughs) (laughs) 8.75309? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And what about you, E? All right. So it is so hard to, like, live up to the expectations of what is brought before you. It's why I worry about movies like Star Wars coming. But <laughs> I'd say this mostly meets expectations given to me. And I do, this is honestly really solid. I have very few like issues with this movie. I don't think there's quite enough there to like really elevate it to like masterpiece for me, at least in the traditional sense of a masterpiece. Okay. Like it, Schindler's list. This ain't is right, basically right, what I'm getting right. at. Um, But there's, it's just so much, there's so much with this movie, and I see so well why everyone loves it. I honestly am really glad I have gotten the chance to actually watch this movie. I'm going to give it an eight. Okay. Okay. Um, and yeah, I guess I'll just repeat kind of what everybody was saying. It's a really, really great film. It's not a masterpiece, but it's great. There, it's not without flaws. It's just timeless in my opinion like even with the weird 90s stuff in it i think you can be like eh, 90s and be like it's fine because like it doesn't it's not it's very easy to forgive those flaws yeah because like you get so invested in everything that it's giving to you and you you buy into the to the dream of the movie like i think uh so few movies do do is like no matter what flaws are there like you buy into like 
fuck, they're stuck in a Jurassic Park. (laughs) (laughs) And like, it's just really fun and magical the way that it's captured. And it feels like everybody in there is also appreciating it and giving it their all in this like B-movie plot with this weird budget that they somehow got with like a director that really cares. And it's, it's great and it's fun. And it's an eight. Okay. It's, it's, it's just really good and so easy to recommend to anybody, honestly. We'll say this, is, and this is going to be a controversial topic probably, uh, but I'll explain our reasoning why. And, and it's mostly because what you were saying is, uh, in a weird way, this is an overrated movie. It's not bad. It is, in fact, a great movie, but it is overrated because of how overly much, like how overly hyped people will make you about this movie too. I think... So there will be like those cases with E where they'll overhype it and they'll expect something a lot more granular than what it actually is in some cases. I think one of the reasons why it is overhyped like that is because it's just one of those movies that did do something super new at the time. Yeah. So it was like... And that is very true. Like, no one had seen anything like this before this movie came out. And it... Not to this um level or extent, maybe. Yeah. Right. But like, well, what I'm saying is, like, it was so, like... They had such a high budget to do all this stuff that no one had ever seen anything like it before. And in a weird way, kind of shaped the way that movies were made in the future because of that. It was one of those movies that shaped how other movies were made afterwards. Yeah, yeah I mean, there's definitely movies that have come out since then that have, like, topped it, like, yeah, that, <laughs> like that quite is a lot. But this is still, like, a great movie. Yeah. It's still, yeah, it's fun. Yeah. It's one of the few family films that you can recommend to the whole family. I mean, it where shows... Someone gets, where, where you see a severed arm and it's okay if little Timmy sees it. <laughs> right. Like, it, there's a reason why theaters are opening right now and they're opening with watch, showing Jurassic Park. Because no matter what, people want to watch Jurassic Park. Yeah. It's Jurassic Park. There's dinosaurs. There's magic. Basically, it's, it's great. And they'll appeal to someone like you and be like, hey, do you want to see Jurassic Park only in Dolby Atmos with 100 speakers? <laughs> yes. with, your she- with your seat actually shaking whenever the T-Rex comes around the corner? Yes, actually, I do want to see yeah. that, but I also really don't want to die. And we spray you with water when the Brachiosaurus sneezes? That would be, the, I want to see Jurassic Park in 40. <laughs> I think you have I, I to would join you in that for Jurassic World, unfortunately. Damn it! Damn it all the hell! <laughs> um, Wrong movie. But yeah, so the last thing that we have to go over is that, to nobody's surprise, this movie was a huge hit in theaters. Wow. Of course. Um, domestic, it made $357 million. Internationally, $555 million. Worldwide, $912 million. On a estimated budget of $63 million. <laughs> and that's... Is that including... And the numbers are rising. No. Yeah, so imagine that's like... just this film. All the... Every single Jurassic Park lunchbox sold. Jurassic Park lunchbox. Stickers. Um, action figures. Action Waffles. figures. Licensing rights. Everything. Toys. Like, oh, you God, said, the toys like you alone. you said when we were watching the movie, like, the merchandise was built into the movie. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. you get a shot of, like, the lunchboxes and the water yeah. bottles and the shirts. Like, the gift like, shop. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. built the merch before the movie even came out. Yeah. <laughs> Some, honestly, sometimes you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's mm-hmm. true. Like, as, like, animation, that's a big thing, too. Sometimes you just know what's going to be a hit. Yeah. Sometimes you're wrong. Cartoon Network gets wrong a lot. But, <laughs> <laughs> Did we, um, but yeah, I think, like, Jurassic Park, you're right. I think... Universal and everybody involved went into this knowing they just have a hit no matter what they do on their hands. With the book not even being done and paying Crichton $2 million for the rights to it. Just off the idea of the book. Yeah, just off the idea of the book. Um, it was already a huge thing. It's insane. Did, they, did he get any like percent of profits or did he just get that flat two mil? I imagine he got something from it. I don't know. I movie mean, studios are kind of scummy. 
it's possible he just got a flat fee, but also so many of Crichton's books were licensed. I bet he's not worried about okay. it. Okay. He uh he's done well for himself. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know if, like this was his one new no, no. Um okay. another thing that he's actually super known or well known for now because they made a HBO show off of it that did really well was Westworld. He oh. originally uh for the original movie he wrote that script. I almost want like every one of his books to be picked up before he even finishes though. Uh, I'm sure if we actually Googled some more of his books, there's some more of his books are are like hit movies were made from. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, I just... said that weird, but you get what I mean. Yeah. Like, yeah, he didn't stop doing Jurassic Park with just the one book. Uh, he did Jurassic Park. He did Lost World, which is what the second movie is based off of. Mm-hmm. Um, he did something called Andromeda Strain, uh, State of Fear, Ray, Congo, Sphere. Uh, next, Micro Eaters of the Dead, Rising Sun, Airframe, Disclosure, Falling Moon, Andromeda, Terminal Man, Case in Need. As I um, say, I know Andromeda Strain is actually a movie too. Twister. He huh. wrote a Jurassic Park novel of Jurassic World. Like he's he's fine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I feel like even though like right. he may not be quite as recognizable as say like Stephen King, he's probably doing as well financially. Well, he's dead now. He was doing as well financially. <laughs> His children are probably doing well financially. Yeah, they're yeah. doing fine. But with that, I guess it's time to wrap things up. Yep. Thank you, everybody, for joining me. Of course. Robbie, Sam E. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, hey, if you guys want to listen to more of us, we have the live show that comes out every Saturday between, well, not comes out, that we do. We do a live show uh, between 10 and midnight, uh, Saturday nights. Mountain Standard Time. Mountain Standard Time US on Podbean is where you can find us there. Join the chat. Hey, even join the call if you want to talk to us. New episodes out every Thursday if you didn't know. And uh, if you're out there protesting, guys, do so safely, please. Uh, I know that a lot of protests have uh, died down a little bit, but I know that uh, you're still out there protesting. So if you do so, do so safely. Hand sanitizer, gloves, masks, testing, whatever you can do to be safe. Please be safe. If you're not doing that, you're staying home, doing that whole thing. And stay home, stay alone, and stay alive. If you would like to follow us on our social media, we are the last ones in podcasts at or on Twitter, or just the last ones in? Last ones in on Twitter, last ones in podcast on Facebook. Yep. If you want to send us your favorite dinosaur, you can do that <laughs> at our email, the last ones in podcast at gmail.com. Once again, that is the last ones in podcast at gmail.com. Send us your hot takes on feathered dinosaurs. <laughs> send us your hot feathered dinosaurs. Don't. <laughs> or do. Send, I'm not looking at them. Send us your hot unfeathered dinosaur. Ooh. <laughs> but also, please don't. <laughs> send us your Chuck Tingle novels about hot feathered dinosaurs. <laughs> That'll do it for us in the Jurassic Park. This has been the dinosaur movie. Iconic. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great week. Talk to you later. It's a dinosaur. Holy fucking shit. Batman. Wait, when did this movie come out? 93. 93. Yeah. God, I am fucking old as shit. Yeah, you are. I remember when this movie came out. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs>
There's only one good part. We don't have to get. We don't have time to get into this it. This isn't the Ready Player One <laughs> podcast, of course. <laughs> maybe. Well, I actually haven't seen that movie, so maybe if we feel like having Dry rant about it, we can put it on the podcast. Sometime. And Robbie praise it. Uh, it was the movie was okay, but that comes from someone who loved the book. <laughs> this is so much praise, Robbie. Calm down. <laughs>